and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octavian Macias, and today we're finally at it, the end of SpongeBob Month. And yes, I'll be talking about the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, the most recent theatrical SpongeBob movie, if you were outside the U.S. In the U.S., we actually got it in Paramount Plus, which kind of disappointing, but not. And I'll get into that in a bit. Before anyone mentions, yes, these podcasts are filmed in advance. I'm actually recording this one on the same day that I did the second movie. And that's because I'm a busy man. Don't know if that really mattered, but I figured I might as well just share that. But yeah, point is, we're doing Spongebob, Sponge on the Run. Up front, of the theatrical Spongebob movies, this is far and away the weakest one. It's not bad. It it is fine. It, It is... A fairly decent movie. It has its moments. It has some fun stuff. It has, you know, cute, colorful characters. It has some fun jokes. And honestly, it has the best animation of the bunch. This one's entirely CG, except for like a live action segment. But it's entirely CG, unlike the other features. It really nails the 2D to 3D transition. It's, uh, from my understanding, it's animated by the same studio that did the animation for Captain Underpants, the, the DreamWorks movie. And yeah, I can believe it because the character models on this are on point. So, like, granted, the animation on the last movie that they did, uh, Sponge Out of Water, when they got to like the live action portion, the animation on the 3D Spongebob character models was great, I'm, you know, definitely. But this one takes it to a whole nother level. Like, at times it feels like stop motion. At times you can, like, if you stop the movie, like, at the right moments, you'll notice that it's doing, like, the little animation tricks that they do in 2D, where it's like, okay, to make him look more fluid, to make each um, piece of animation look more natural, you get, like, these little, like, in-between sketches where it's like, okay, you know, there's extra hands or extra eyeballs or stuff like that to emphasize the movement you get that in this and it's crazy how well they capture it uh like you know with the other two animated movies that they did you know there there were definitely great um in in terms of how they were animated like there was issues though like there was stuff where i was like it's a little faulty like the first movie i had issues with how some of the coloring just felt kind of flat uh the second movie also had moments like that but this one, since it's fully CG, and not to say that CG is better than 2D, but you can see the amount of effort being put into it. It just makes it really stand out, and the animation is beautiful in that regard. Like, even the trailers for this um, made me so interested, which is why I was disappointed when we didn't get in theaters. But, of course, because of the pandemic, um, we just couldn't. Um, around the world, they still did. Like, it pretty much got, like, a small delay on 2020. Then it got released. Then for us in the U.S., we had to wait until pretty much the following year, 2021. And even then, it was just a Paramount Plus only release. Which is a shame, because it is a a really beautifully animated movie that deserves to be seen on the big screen. At least on that front. Unfortunately, yeah, this one's not a very great feature outside the animation. It still has its moments. I still enjoy the the characters. I still enjoy the the humor. But whereas the other two felt a little more crazy and a little more like they were kind of satirizing the Hollywood template, um, the second one definitely more so than the first. This one, this one definitely feels more like your standard Hollywood reboot uh, movie of like known property. Even though it's technically not even a reboot of Spongebob, it's just telling the story fairly straight. But it's just um, another adventure with the characters just now in CG. 
this whole movie, you know, it features more celebrity cameos compared to the, the, the previous two features. Not that um, the other two didn't have any celebrity appearances, but this one, it definitely becomes more noticeable. Like, oh yeah, we're having certain people pop up because, you know, pay their kids or grandkids like Spongebob. So, you know, they probably requested to be on here or maybe the studio didn't feel confident enough in the product that they needed to get some celebrities who were willing to sign on to it. I don't know, but it, it's definitely noticeable that this one has more celebrity input in the casting. Uh, of course, you know, thankfully, the main characters are still voiced by their classic voice actors. It's just something where I'm like, eh, you know, it's more noticeable this time around. And to be fair, it's not like any of the celebrities do anything bad. Uh, you know, you got Matt Berry, who's back from the last movie, this time as um, Poseidon, because it's like, okay, well, we can't do um, Neptune, try to whatever again. Because, uh, you know, the first one we had a different one, the cartoon had a different one. Let's do a different king, and it's Poseidon, even though technically it's the same one, but whatever at this point. It's SpongeBob, there's no real continuity, just roll with it. But yeah, he's voiced by Matt Berry, and, you know, he delivers a fun performance. Aquafina po- pops up as uh, as a robot named Otto, who is pretty much just driving the characters around throughout most of the movie. And look, I know there's a lot of problems with Aquafina in terms of, you know, the controversies around the way she talks and, and whatnot. I'm just gonna say, like, putting aside that, and Look, I'm not saying that that stuff is okay, but I, I get it. I'm just saying that her performance in here is fine. And, you know, it's it's cute. It's, you know, it, it's funny. I, I got no real issues with it. Um, you know, we got a bit with Danny Trejo and Snoop Dogg in live action. It's fine. It's honestly one of the weaker parts of the movie, though, but it's fine. Like, it's nothing that's going to be too offensive. And Keanu Reeves shows up regularly as, like, this fortune-telling sage named Sage, um, it's, you know, it's cool, I mean, Keanu Reeves, you know, is clearly having fun with it, and you get some laughs out of it, but it, it's stuff where it's like, you know, the other ones had a very distinct feel to it, even if the first one, I will admit, had, had like, a bit of that Hollywood feel, but the second one, I, I feel like, definitely went in on, like, we're just being an iron, an, anarchy-filled Spongebob story. This one just feels like, yeah, like, if you expected a Hollywood movie out of Spongebob, you got yourself a Hollywood movie. It's, you know, it it follows a lot more of, like, the tropes and stuff like that more closely. Um, The stuff is resolved in a way that's more akin to your standard Hollywood uh, family feature. And, yeah, the movie suffers in that regard. It's still got some humorous moments, and it's not horrible. I will say that rewatching it right now over, you know, the first time I saw it, I actually did get a little bit more of a... um, a little more entertained by it, but on the greater whole, I was still like, I really don't care. I'm, uh, you know, I, I just want to go home by, by this point. Um, I, I just want this to be done because, yeah, it, it really does feel like something that instead of being, you know, as part of part of the show that you would see, like, you know, like with the Adventures of Rocky Bowenkle or like, you know, even the Muppets where they make like a years later thing and it's kind of charming. Uh, granted, Muppets is definitely a much better movie, but my, my point being that a lot of it does kind of rely on your nostalgia for the material and it just feels like it's gotten some new, um, some more modern um, humor thrown in that while, yeah, Spongebob is a fairly modern cartoon, 
it does feel like, okay, yeah, they're just, I don't know, chasing more of a popular trend rather than sticking to their own strengths, which I will say that about SpongeBob is that, yeah, of course, it's still a modern cartoon in the sense that it's still going. Um, granted, it, the show's been on for like 20 years, but at least the more recent seasons would still have been, like, even Sponge Out of Water is still, I would say, a, a fairly recent movie in terms of it's not even a decade old. My general thing is just that those felt like, okay, they were emphasizing what made Spongebob great rather than just trying to chase, like, the, the humor and stylings of more modern stuff. That's where I feel like this one is at. Like, it definitely feels like something that you would have gotten out of, like, a DreamWorks, out of a, out of a Blue Sky, out of a, you know, Illumination. Even out of Disney, like, if you're looking at the more, their weaker efforts where it's just like, okay, yeah, this is, like, the studio movie. This is the one that they just threw out because they had some extra cash lying around, and there's not really a whole lot of effort. That's what this one feels like, and I don't know if that's because Steven Hillenberg, the creator of the show, pretty much passed away um, during the production of this thing, or if it was just always going to be like that, but it, it definitely feels more like a studio-mandated version of what it is. It's, like I said before, like it feels more like your, your typical Hollywood movie compared to the other features, which is a shame, because the other ones were so wonderful, and... This one, while it definitely has its jokes, it's not one where I'm going to be quick to return to. It's, uh, and it, of course it's also a shame because the animation is so great. And I'm like, in that regard, I would like to see this movie up on a big screen just to really soak in the animation and the detail. And I, I did get at least somewhat of a chance with that because I did get to see the trailers for this thing um, before the theaters um, fully closed down in 2020. But yeah, it's not that good like uh, you know uh my brother you know he pretty much had watched this also recently you know outside of this it wasn't for the show and he mentioned that it feels kind of like a tv special and i'm like yeah it does kind of feel like a tv special because there's very low stakes um pretty much like and i know i've probably dragged around a lot on this but the whole plot of this movie is basically like spongebob loses gary gary gets um taken to this um to the lost city of atlantic city coupon uh, which is like this Las Vegas like place ruled by Poseidon. Uh, this is a result of Plankton pretty much being like, okay, you know, SpongeBob is like the common denominator of why I always lose. So if I get rid of him, I can win. Uh, which you know, decent. It's a decent enough plot. And at, at first, um, within like the first twenty minutes, it almost feels like okay, this is you know, it's kind of slow compared to the other ones, but it's still feeling like okay, we're getting into a groove, you know, into a, a good SpongeBob movie. It's just that as we finally get the characters on the road, that's where it's like, yeah, this is not as strong as the other ones because it's like, yeah, we already know where they need to go. Um, the whole detour with um, Snoop Dogg and um, and Danny Trejo is just completely random, but not in a, a fun way, like how we had like the time travel sequence in the second movie, because it's like, yeah, like it's constantly saying it's a dream, but then it's not a dream, but then it's a dream, but then it's not a dream, um, and it's just to get SpongeBob to prove his bravery, and it's like, why? You know, why not just have this be an actual threat that he faces along the way to get to the Lost City, like, have it actually better weaved into the story, because, yeah, like, granted, like, the last one was constantly going all over the place, but it was consistently about, okay, we gotta find the Krabby Patty formula, we gotta figure out where it's gone, and we gotta stop Bikini Bottom from being, like, this hellscape. This one doesn't have that, it's just like, okay, we gotta go to this, this city, okay, this is just an obstacle because... Because it introduces our character of Sage, the Keanu Reeves one, and it's like, 
you could have done that a little better. That way it would have felt more natural. So sorry, I felt more entertaining. Because, again, it's not like it's necessarily bad. It's just kind of like it's there. And then once they get to the Atlantic City, it's like, okay, so we already know what's the main obstacle. Like, okay, and... They're warned, like, Spongebob and Patrick, because this is another Spongebob and Patrick road trip movie, um, are warned, like, okay, don't get, you know, fall to the greed of the place, and, of course, they fall to it, because, it's, you know, it's Vegas, so they're pretty much going on all these, like, you know, gambling sprees and whatnot, and I'm like, that's neat, but again, it does not really make sense to waste so much time on it, and it probably would have if they built it up more, like, oh, yeah, this place is, you know... Is, is an easy trap for people. Like, it, it maybe has a spell to, you know, get people to be more selfish or greedy or whatever, but, eh, I mean, you know, like, if it was SpongeBob and, and Mr. Krabs uh, on this mission, that probably would have made more sense because, you know, of course, Krabs is the greedy one of the two, but since it's SpongeBob and Patrick, it just feels like, I mean, why are they that obsessed with this stuff? They're not really, like, and of course, not to say that SpongeBob and Patrick wouldn't get greedy, but it, it just feels like this is just, patting this out and this of course leads into the worst segment of the movie which is where once spongebob and patrick are confronted by uh, poseidon they're pretty much taken to like a, a pretty much a court uh which is done more like an entertainment uh thing where um pretty much th- that's when the other characters from the show crabs sandy squidward and even plankton because he decides okay if i win easily that's not that doesn't make it worth it which i don't know it's kind of lazy just to do it that way but whatever you know let's get along with the story they pretty much decide like okay let's have the characters actually you know explain how they met spongebob and this is all set up for a commercial because it's pretty much like for for a good 10 to 15 minutes, they're pretty much um, showcasing flashbacks to when they were kids at a camp called Camp Coral, which is the new show on Nickelodeon um, Paramount Plus, Camp Coral, where the characters are, you know, kids in a camp. I don't know if it's good or not. I've heard it's okay, at least. But in movie, it's like, I mean... I'll give it this much. The kids that they got are performing it nicely. The animation is still great, but it's still like, I don't care about this stuff. Why are we focusing so much on this Camp Coral stuff? Why are we focusing so much on this promotion for a spinoff when we already have a story? Like, it was kind of fine when it was introduced. Like, okay, SpongeBob, you know, met Gary through camp. Um, because it's like, okay, that's a cute way to set it up. And it's a cute enough scene. But, you know, further showcasing this, but with other characters and just like the little misadventures that they had in camp, it's just like, why? Like, why are we wasting our time with this? It's where the movie really drags. And it's sad because this is the part of the movie that you'll remember the most. Because it's certainly the part that I remember the most when I first watched it. Which is why it left such a negative feel. And even thinking about it now, it just leaves it so negative. Because there's a lot to like about this movie. But because we have to do that whole thing, it drags it a lot. And, of course, there's other problems throughout the movie beyond this. But it, this is the one where it's like, yeah, this is the thing that most needed to be cut out. It just didn't need to be there. You could have easily reworked it. You could have still had your promo for Spongebob Kids. And you end up going with this, and it's like, no one needed this. No one wanted this. I didn't want it. No one wanted this. And it just goes on, and pretty much, it's like, okay, well, after that's done, we have our escape, and we're getting chased by the the guards, and, okay, SpongeBob convinces the the Poseidon to let Gary go. Because the whole reason why Poseidon even wants Gary is because he pretty much is like, uh like this very um, narcissistic king like he wants to look young forever and I guess the goo from snails makes his skin look nice which is fine enough um, it's kind of weird because it's like it showcased that he does have a lot of snails it's just that they, he's already absorbed all their goo so it's like you know okay we're having my slaves which I'm like I mean I guess but wouldn't the snails just 
you know, start, you know, doing more Dagu over time. It's like, okay, why not just let the snails, you know, rest and then they'll have more goo. But even, you know, ignoring that, it's just like, okay, so it's emphasized, like, the reason why, you know, Gary is because apparently it's like, oh, all the snails are gone and Gary's the last one, which I'm like, I mean, I know that the show has no continuity, but we've constantly seen that snails are fairly common and we know that they're fairly common. It's not like they even tried to make Gary into a special kind of snail. So it's just like... I don't know, man. It, it, it's a lazy plot. Like, it's lazier than the crown thing from the first movie, because at least with the crown thing, like, you know, yeah, it's kind of dumb, but they acknowledge that it's kind of dumb, and, you know, it's part of the joke. With this one, it's kind of playing it straight to the point that it's like, yeah, it's not really being absurd at this point. It's just you doing the thing fairly straight, and it's it doesn't help anyone. It's not really useful. <sighs> I, I don't know, I feel like I'm coming off more negative than I wanted to with this, because I do think that there is some fun to be had throughout this movie. Don't get me wrong, I do like, like I said, the animation, and some of the jokes are funny. Like, you know, when you see Keanu Reeves, that's funny. Aquafina's robot character is funny. Matt Berry is great as the P- Poseidon character, and you, you do get some great jokes. Like, even during the chase, you know, you get, like, a great version of that whole gag where, you know, they're controlling... Um, this large, like in this case, it's a night suit. Like each one's controlling the lens, and you, you get some humor in that. But it's just like I really don't care. I just want to be sent home at this point, and and it's sucks to have that feeling about this. I know people often say that that's kind of like how SpongeBob is nowadays on on TV. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know a good you know. It could have still been good. Like, it's still not a bad premise. Because I know some people mentioned, like, well, we already did the episode where, Sp- where Gary gets lost. And I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. Because you could do, you know, the same basic um, premise, but on a on a whole different level, just if you're creative enough. So, I don't know. It, it, it feels like it's kind of a shame to end SpongeBob Month with this. Um, when we started with some really great stuff. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You got to understand that sometimes there are gonna be weaker features and my only hope is that nickelodeon considers maybe you know like if they do their next spongebob movie to actually maybe hire some different writers maybe add some more of that absurdism i don't know you know what i'm honestly kind of rooting for james cameron to get involved with this because i'm like look james cameron loves to see you know he might be able to to do something good with SpongeBob, especially because part of the charm with Steven Hillenberg was that he did add in a bunch of underwater jokes that would only make sense to other like you know like people who have the knowledge of like you know the fish and whatnot um, to really get. So you know, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll always love SpongeBob, and I know people hate the newer episodes. I haven't seen a lot of them myself, but you know what? While doing this, I did start watching some of the newer episodes, and I thought, you know what? They're they're fine. They're not great. They're not bad. They're they're fine. I mean, it's definitely not. They're they don't have as many memorable episodes as the ones that I remember growing up with. But you know, I'd rather it be consistent than to be you know, mad at how bad they are. And, you know, they are consistent. Even if they're not the masterpieces they once were, they still produce some quality material. And, you know, I would love to see, I would hope to see them get to, you know, even farther along and get some stuff that is, you know, even better than what what I got. But, you know, if, if this is what they are now, I'm fine with it. It's great. It's cute. It's fun. I have my charm with it. I can't complain. I don't, know why anyone would complain but yeah it's spongebob was great i love spongebob and even though this final movie spongebob on the run is not a great one it still has its moments 
Uh, if you're a SpongeBob fan, I can recommend you watching it. If you're not a SpongeBob fan, I would only recommend watching it if you're watching it with a kid. Like, a kid is definitely going to love this, and you won't be annoyed watching it with a kid. I know people often like to go on the whole, oh, you know, we should demand better for our kids. And I'm like, look, sometimes you got to understand that the thing that you're you're hating on isn't even bad. It's just that it's not made for your age. And it's, like, it's a well-crafted thing for kids. And that's what this is. It's a well-crafted thing for kids. It's not really made for me. It's made for, like, the younger fans. Um, I wish that it had more material because the other ones were able to do what this did while also being good for older fans. But, you know, you can't always have that. And it's okay to accept that something is for the younger fans. So, in that regard, yeah, go watch it on that. If you're not a fan of SpongeBob at all, just skip it. Watch the first two movies, but skip this one. And yeah, that's about as much as I can say. And I want to say thank you for joining me for SpongeBob Month. I'm not sure what I'll be doing next, but when I get to it, uh, you know, trust me, you're going to en- enjoy it. I, I, I know I, I got something special planned for you guys uh, eventually. Even if uh, next week's episode will be something standard, you'll you'll always get something special in the end for me so yeah thank you for listening and yeah that was Spongebob Love I hope to see you next time and I hope you enjoy everything I do thank you hello call me Sage good name I'm made out of Sage and I am a Sage so it works out pretty well Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in the coming future.